Welcome to the March 27th edition of the PFF Forecast. We have a great show today. As you can tell, the mayor of Antigua is live. He's here. If you're not watching this on YouTube, Eric wore his special shirt. Um, and he has an incredible, <laughs> an incredible gambling story to talk about. Um, I'm going to uh, I'm going to belabor the fact that Miami has completely ruined my day after uh, going two for two in uh, Formula One this morning. So it's been a roller coaster for me. Eric's still on a high, and we're going to talk win totals because they have been released on DraftKings Sportsbook. We're going to the NFC West, NFC North, AFC South, and AFC East. Let's rock. before the podcast started and i didn't quite get it fully appreciate how unbelievable this is so i feel like you're wearing this shirt because you're very proud of the money that you're taking off the antiguans so do you want to tell the people i mean i would hope that part of that was smartly astutely betting duke last night but what else well i like, i took the points with villanova it okay. was part of my thing of that was absurd so houston was favored right and that game was four and a half I think. yeah but but like so my my it was what i talked about last week and i don't care like i know houston went like one for 20 from three or whatever mm -hmm. i didn't watch the game this is how this is how dialed in i am i'm not even watching the games yeah, I'm dialed in is a nice turn of phrase for you to use <laughs> but um it was sort of what i talked about last week which was Every single like so Houston beats uh, who they beat in the in the second in the uh, penultimate round. I don't remember. They yeah, they, but team. they were they beat a good team, and everybody's like, "Yeah, that's what's supposed to happen." I think ESPN bless them had Houston favored to win the tournament, right? Yeah. And like, you know, there are five series. This is the best five seed in the history of college of, of college basketball tournament. Blah 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 blah. Villanova like barely covered minus five in their last game, which you know. And I'm just – and, like, they're plus two. Plus, it actually closed plus three. So this is even one where I even broke my little rule again, which was fade fade everybody's favorite pick. When it doesn't When move. the number doesn't move. The number still moved. Now it's like, I don't, I don't care. So I took Nova plus three, plus two and a half, actually. So I was even, like, on the dull side. I got yeah. a negative cleave early. And that one was big. The other one, and, and again, I was betting offshore because, look, we live in Ohio. I even live – I kind of live closer to Dayton than I live in Cincinnati. So, like, I haven't been able to get back to a, a legal state since the combine. Mm -hmm. um, and gas prices are what they are, so I'm not making my weekly trip to make legal bets. So you I've been betting offshore, just that. taking the money off the Antiguans. And, but my wife and my kids were going to the, to the family farm for spring break, and that's okay. – in wisconsin so on the way is indiana so oh, i text my wife and i go or on the way out i was like you and i just joked with her. i was like hey there's still i still have some money I, I emptied most of it out but like i still had some money left in my barstool account uh from, from betting and and i'm like i made like a joke like hey you should you should bet this game uh, on your way so they leave they leave early so i barely like i woke up just enough to like hug them goodbye wife Special. text Wife texts me. What a father figure. Wife texts me. She goes, what do you want me to bet? And I go, oh, wow. It's like starting to rub off on her. So I know because this has happened to me before. Hold on. Hold on. Can we just reset here? You're, you're telling me that you just merely suggested 
a mere suggestion mm -hmm. that your wonderful wife, mother of two adorable children, on the, in the midst of a road trip, which as adorable as your two children are, that just sounds like absolute hell. Dude, I mean, right? Absolute they hell. like they went they went on this this trip to for spring break because the kids are off of school. They went to the family farm on their own. I said, you don't have to go. I mean, I'll gladly take the house to myself for a week. Right. But like, and by the way, if you have if you just happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> to in the midst of chaos, want to drop a few shekels yeah, yeah. on my barstool account on a bet, let me know. Hit me up. So, but, but by the way, and this, she did, and she did. And by the way, this is important because, you know, when you have automatic, like login on your phone, you mm -hmm. sometimes forget the password or whatever. And in those situations, you cannot forget the password because if you log in in an illegal state and then somebody else immediately logs in, in a legal state, like 90 minutes away, they will suspend your account. So not only did I have to pick the right side, which of course I did. Who did you bet? Uh, this, uh, the Utah, I mean, it was, it was, um, Portland under 157 in college basketball. It was the oh, other tournament yesterday. My God. And, uh, I got negative cleave on it too, but it yeah, won. I hate to see that. And, 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 but anyway, so not only do you have to pick the right side, you have to tell the, tell them the right password because if you have to log in just to reset your yeah. password. Also, because if you, if your wife did all of this and then you told her the wrong password, you're sleeping on the couch. Buddy. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, but yeah, so then she, she logged in, she bet it one fun time. Here's my question. Does, does she have the itch now? Well, so that's the funny thing. So again, this, this is like, but like my, my girls have started playing basketball this year and actually my oldest. you were going to say your girls have started betting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not done. Okay. Okay. So we'll, and so we've started watching basketball. We watched the women's tournament. Yeah. We'll watch the the um the the ncaa a men's tournament and they do like they'll bet like we'll watch mm -hmm. a soccer game and chloe will be like dad i bet you t i bet you ten dollars that this that it doesn't go over two goals wow so they got the itch i think stephanie is like the least degenerate of the four in my family my wife that i would also presume that to be the case only because you set such a terrible example for your children <laughs> that's uh that's amazing by the way kansas has opened up an a absolute can, can of whoop ass on Miami. I had Miami going to the final four. That was my shrewd pick. Was um, it because was it because we're friends with Kevin? Has nothing to do with being friends with Kevin, actually. So Miami has this team of like old players. Uh huh. Like That's they're a all good, like twenty three. Generally good trait to have. And Jim Larinaga is a seasoned veteran of taking uh you know lower lower seeds far. Also Kansas is. I talked about this. Kansas is one of the teams that I always end up falling in love with because they're athletic and good and have NBA players, and they always blow it. Um, and they've managed to to not blow it yet. Um, I still I'm still alive though. I have Duke winning it all. So nice. one of my well, well you, see when I used to fill out brackets and like I said I've been bracket free for a while. Mm -hmm. I would always pick schools that like I had an affiliation with. Okay. And so like I would always lose because obviously I'd pick like yeah. my my uncle went to Marquette. Uh, I, I, you know, you I had friends the one who, year they had Wade. I, I, I had friends who went to Creighton medical school. You know, I, okay. I, 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 you know, I so, almost taught at Drake, like all those sort of sorts of things. I'd pick these random amazing. teams. That's, it's a good thing you've stopped doing that. Yeah. Cause honestly, yeah. But now, you know, I the, don't, the, so I, I want to talk briefly about actually I'll save it for the end. I'll save it for our recommendations okay. and, okay. um, we'll Love talk that. about that. Talk about that a little later. Okay, we are going to do some win totals here because they're live on DraftKings. Before we do, 
you, uh, if you are a PFF subscriber and a member of the syndicate, good for you. By the way, met some members of the syndicate last night. I was at a wedding. Members of the syndicate. Did they ask where I was? No, they were just <laughs> kidding. Um, no, a lot of, lot of, um, a lot of good people out there. Uh, met some Formula One fans. Uh, my buddy John Wilkinson got married. Great guy. Fantastic wedding. Was in Cincinnati, which was hilarious because he's from Arizona. And when he called me out to say that I was in the wedding, I was like, man, I could use a trip to Arizona. He's like, I hate to break it to you, buddy, but uh, the wedding's in Cincinnati because he married a, a girl from Cincinnati. So <laughs> I had to stay here. Um, but uh, if you would like to participate in win total betting this year, we're going to talk through um, the numbers here. They will be up on the site at some point uh, in the future. It depends how we end up prioritizing things. But as you know, the um, power rankings tool on pff.com, which comes with a PFF Edge subscription, can be yours for 25% off with promo code forecast, F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T. And that will give you all of our projections, the probabilities of teams making the playoffs, um, and also the ability to uh, use the number that you get at your book to see whether we think it is a smart bet to go over or under per our simulations. So go to pff.com, get that all set to go. If you really love to bet, I encourage you to get the elite subscription. So it'll give you access to all of our betting tools for an entire year. That's a great deal. Um, and uh, you can be locked up for the entire upcoming season. Here's a question. Um, what, what's the higher number? Number of drinks you had last night or number of points that Miami have scored in the second half of this game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're close. They're, they're within. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, what do you call it? Like an endurance guy. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> They aren't. They, they petered out at halftime. Can, can I just say this about weddings? If you're having a wedding out there, I have some, I have some recommendations for you. Dude, I I love getting people together early, and I'm all for that. But if you're gonna have people get ready and start participating in festivities, and by this I mean the groomsmen and, and right, the right, right, yep, at noon, okay. The wedding's gotta be at three or earlier. Yeah, and the wedding is at like five. See, no, you're just it's just tough, <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> so I mean, I was prepared, I was ready to go. Um, a buddy of mine who's also a tequila aficionado. Um, we, uh, that's what we drank so for like part, six straight hours. The hard part with those is like, and look, I, I'm an expert. I've been a best man at four weddings. Okay. Look at so you. like I, I, I played the game. Um, I agree with that. The problem is, is as I've gotten older and more cynical, I can't be like tipsy during the ceremony. I just can't. Cause there are going to be things that are said Why? in that you're sermon. Gonna cry? No, 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 no. Oh, you're going to laugh. Like, like giggle a little bit. Like there oh, are going to be things that are said. Lack that. of self-control. Like I was, I, I mean, that's the thing though. It was so long. Like the wait was so long that you're almost just like, you're just, you're just keeping, you know, yeah, yeah, you're just yeah, sipping yeah. to survive. Sure. At this point, sure. Right. You're not getting There's, drunk. Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> you're just, like, and so it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun when we got to, you know, hang out for, you know, a while before, um, the wedding started, but that would be my tip to everybody is like, you got it. Let's close the window. You there. Gotta, you gotta close There's the window. nothing wrong by the way, with like a two or 3 PM wedding, like zero things wrong with that. And in fact, like, have you ever been in a, have you ever been a part of a wedding where like after the wedding, you like travel around the city and like go to like bar hop and stuff like that? Not done that. That was a thing back when, you know, 10 years ago when I was in a bunch of weddings. And like, that's pretty fun. And like, it gives people a chance to go back to the hotel, put on, you know, decent clothes for the reception or mm -hmm. whatever. Like there's, 
and it's there's nothing there's nothing against the rules with starting the reception at like five. True. You know what I mean? Um, so I agree with that. Yeah, yes. like there's nothing like Thank you for tuning in to the PFF Forecast yeah. Wedding Talk. Yeah. Okay, we're going to do four divisions. The NFC West, the NFC North, the AFC South, and the AFC East. Let's start with the AFC South. So we have the Titans, we have the Colts, we have the Jaguars, and we have the Texans. Let's start with the Titans here. By the way, these uh, numbers up on DraftKings Sportsbook. Nine and a half, minus 110 to both sides. Yeah, I. this is one, I mean, I like, I, well, or do we just want to like spitball our opinions or we, do we want to give a little bit of a narrative? Like, what do we think here? It's up to you. I, I, I this is going to be the second straight year I've been low on Tennessee, I guess. Well, no, last year we liked them eventually because the Colts mm -hmm. acquired Carson Wentz. But um, I we make the number 8.7 or so. I, you know, so it's not agree nine isn't egregious, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, you think about there was some, some defections for that team. There was also the fact they they've now bought into two at defensive linemen who are expensive but not that good in Bud Dupree and then Harold Landry. Um, Landry better than Dupree, but not you know, and then in the defensive backfield, they've they have not been good in recent years. They still have Ryan Tannehill. Now there's there's questions about whether AJ Brown's going to want to be traded or not. So, mm -hmm. um I think Vrabel's a good coach. I think Vrabel's on that sort of Tomlin trajectory where like he's not doing the right stuff in game. Like their their play calling in the playoff game against the Bengals was an absolute abomination. Um but I think he gets players to play hard for him. Um but I would I I don't think you can bet over this at all. Like I think that they I I think they come back to the pack this year. Well, if you are a fan of the Jaguars, if you as you have talked about a few times, then this this seems like a nice way to bet that narrative a little bit. As you mentioned, we have uh, gosh, nearly a win um, less uh, as a result of our simulations, and I think that is spot on. Ryan Tannehill struggled a little bit last year, um, and you know you can say that's because of Derrick Henry, who's missing for a lot of the. Um, uh, end of the season, obviously came back and played in that in the playoffs, and it didn't really matter. But no, it, it mattered actually. It was like bad. Well, <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, <laughs> like it didn't matter in a good way. He was horrible. It didn't matter in a good way. I've got to say, this is this is an under for me as well. If I have to go, and I think what we should do is force ourselves to make a pick one way or the other. Okay. Even though we don't necessarily, know, we're see not necessarily going to bet every single one of these. I think you can tell by listening which ones were were stronger on. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's take a look at the um, Colts. Indianapolis Colts. So they are also nine and a half now with Matt Ryan. Yeah. What would this number have been with Carson Wentz? Eight and a half. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think I think we make. I mean, Ryan last year was worth about two point two wins above replacement. Mm -hmm. I think Wentz is about one and a half. Uh, I think the perception of Wentz declined as the year went on, especially in the second half. So I think I think they're an eight and a half win team. I think the Titans, you know, are a juiced nine and a half or ten if the Colts don't acquire Ryan. We make this number nine point four. So like we're kind of dead ass on this number. Um, so if anything, we'd we'd say under. I would say, but that's just like that's just tail risk stuff, mm -hmm. right? That's Ryan is washed. 
that's Reich has lost his fastball, that's the Colts' defense falters because Matt Eberflus is now the head coach of the Bears and not right. their defensive coordinator anymore. That that's that's all kinds of stuff. Um, one of the things I tweeted this out though, and like this is interesting. So when you looked at like uh, linebackers not biting on play action, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Bobby Okereke and uh, Darius Leonard, two of the better linebackers in the NFL at not biting on play action. Do you, um, do you think that by the way, that's because they have a running back and a running game that like they are always you know they're, they're always facing i guess in practice or talking about as a team and they're like okay we know that we know that other teams are not going to be as good we're not as worried about it mm -hmm. so we are going to to be the shrewd ones there i wonder if that has something to do with it um, it could be i mean that's a very good point um but i i've got to say if i'm going to bet over one of these two teams, right? Easily Titans, Colts. Titans or, or uh, Colts. It's a hundred percent the Colts. And I said this last year, and I'm not necessarily doubling down here, but I don't think it's fair. And I talked about this uh, last week with Matt Ryan. He is this last season was the first season that he was negative EPA for pass play. He is not that. If you think he fell off a cliff with arm strength, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I think it was more so that the offense sucked. And in Indianapolis, he's going to have a really great offense, a great offensive line, and a fantastic coach there. So I'm going over on the Colts. We go now, we go now to the Houston Texans. Um, dare I say, a team on the come up. I, <laughs> okay? By virtue of simply offloading Deshaun Watson and his um, – and his Pinocchio nose, which is seemingly gone throughout. Nose, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, that uh, the, I don't want to talk about the Browns' yeah, sucks. abomination horrible, of a press conference. I mean, the, the only the the Browns' press conference was so bad. It was one of the worst press conferences I've yet seen. But it got worse as the day went on. Well, Deshaun Watson wearing both Browns jerseys and flexing in front of like the stadium and like the. That, that was just it like you gotta read the fucking room the man. culmination the worst i think actually the worst thing that happened after the you know just a, a train ride of lies that started off um was the what came out later which was that jimmy haslam gave veto power to his daughters and uh and that's how you know they took it seriously i i don't which, think that, <laughs> yeah i don't think that there's ever been a I don't think that there's ever been like a more annoying thing than people trotting out like, oh, look, I have a black friend. I'm not racist. Or, mm -hmm. hey, I have a daughter. That means I can't be. Yeah, that sex. means I like, must. I've never sexually assaulted somebody before. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's I, just, I, or, or I've never, I've never perpetrated sex. Like, I've never, like, come on, man. Like, people are we're smarter than this, right? Yeah. Like, cut this shit out. And I don't know. Well, again, it, it happened. We spent yeah. too much time talking about this. Go but. donate. Um, to wherever you are a part, wherever you live, we're in Ohio, so we've picked places in Ohio, but wherever you are, go find a good place to donate and try and fight back against some of this garbage that is happening. Okay, Houston, four and a half. Look, man, Houston won five last year. Um, Davis Mills, um, so you said five? Four, four and, and a half. half, four and a half. Even juice, I would say. It is uh, at, well, it's a little juice towards the under minus. Oh wow! Okay, well, I think the only way you can bet this, unfortunately, I mean, I look, I don't really want to bet 
these like terrible teams, but like the only way that you can bet some of them is over, right? Like as Houston showed last year, like there's going to be a game where the Chargers step on their own dick and lose to the Houston Texans. Who, who are the AFC? Who's the AFC West playing? What divisions? AFC South and NFC West, I believe. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, it's hard, but like Houston won five games this year because they got to play the Jags twice. They got to play their own Jags. They mm-hmm. got to, they beat the Titans in Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Davis Mills, a year older, he wasn't terrible at like Davis Mills was not good last year, but he was encouraging. You get Lovey Smith, who's a better defensive mm-hmm. coordinator probably than or de- defensive play caller than what they had last season. Um, I know we all David Culley was a sympathetic figure last year, but talking you know talking to everybody like Aaron Reese, my my pal who writes for the Athletic, covers the 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 Texans. You know, it was it was kind of a joke a lot of times last mm-hmm. year, right? So like you get Levy Smith in there. He's actually been a head coach before. I, look, I'm not going to bet this myself, but I think the only way you can bet it is over. I hate to say this, I I do agree. One of my favorite things and as the result of simulation is always to see which teams managed to get a true zero Super Bowl win percentage. <laughs> and uh that was accomplished by yeah. the Houston Texans. The 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 thing that you have the thing that we gotta worry about with this simulation, like with just some nuts and bolts, by the way, for people that are watching, before the schedule is released, you cannot build in dynamic uncertainty as easily. So the way that know the, the way that games. a simulation goes is like if a if a team won, wins a game in a simulation their their power rankings go up or down based upon the simulated results of the game. So like this time of year, you are going to get some widely varied, like you're going to get a Buffalo team that's like a 90% chance to make the playoffs because there aren't going to be seasons where Josh Allen gets hurt in this simulation and it just tails off. They lose their last six games or conversely, you're not going to get a Bengals team that goes from 25 to one to win their own division. That goes to be a Super Bowl contender as frequently. It's going to come up a noise, but it's not going to be fundamental because we don't have the order of the games, right? So we're basically just simulating all 200 whatever odd games, making a playoff list, you know, perpetrating their play, you know, yeah. taking their playoff uh, uh, power rankings into the playoffs. So it's a little bit, but I still think Houston's probably got as close to a 0% chance of winning the Super Bowl as anybody. Yes, agreed. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Jaguars win total is 6.5, under minus 120, over is plus 100. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go over. Um, we make it six point. So for the for Houston, we made the number five point eight, which is the lowest in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, for Jacksonville, we make it six point seven. So we're gonna go over this. So Jacksonville over six point five. No six minus one twenty. Six and a half. Minus one twenty. Don't you dare. Okay. Don't you dare. Yeah, I mean, well, and again, at six point seven, the minus one twenty, you know, uh, about a win's worth about fifty cents. So you can, it's basically dead ass on our simulation and the results. But I do think there's some tail event behavior here. If 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 Doug Peterson can do with Trevor Lawrence what he did early with Carson Wentz, if the some of the younger talent on the Jacksonville Jaguars emerges. Aiden Hutchinson's the first overall pick. He and Josh Allen can produce a pass rush together in a shitty division. There is some there's there's a there's a playoff possibility for Jacksonville just by winning this silly ass division. I look if it were you hate that this is true, but it is true. Like I do hate this, that it's true. I also 
love the fact that you're getting plus 100 over six and a half. And I think that this, you know, they're, look, the Colts lost to the Jaguars in a, you know, anything can happen in this division because these teams are not very good. They're just not that good. I mean, the Colts are the best team in this division. And what are they? The 11th best team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I like the over here. And um, I'm I'm going to go, I'm going to ride with you. Although I will say it would it would worry me that they've overspent on all of these, you know, receivers. Yeah. I mean, but that's not going to hurt them this, this year, year yeah. right? It's just not a, a shrewd move going forward. Okay. Uh, we move now to, let's do, so we did the AFC South. We will now do the NFC North. Your Minnesota Vikings. Um, staying with Kirk Cousins, of course. And um, competitive rebuild. Yeah. It's interesting. Both your teams are doing competitive rebuilds. How do you feel about that? Their win total is at nine. Minus 110. Look, sides. I do agree with you that the Chiefs are going to take a step back this year. Minus 110 to both sides. Under. Here, we make the we make the number for like the end straight year, about eight. 8.3 for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the hard part is, is so when you look um, at the rest of the NFC, um, we're sort of in line with so you look at the playoff probabilities. I tweeted those out Friday. The Vikings are seventh in the NFC, I believe, sixth or seventh in the NFC in probability of making the playoffs. They're mm-hmm. plus one hundred, minus one twenty to the no. So they're still a underdog to make the playoffs. They are right behind Arizona, I believe, sixth most projected wins. Now New Orleans has a basically, I mean, it's within like one thousandth of a win. Um, is with Minnesota 8.3 as well. Washington at 8.3. Chicago at 8.0. The Giants at 7.98. So, like, this is a clusterfuck, right? And so, you know, I think that they're... With, with Kirk Cousins at quarterback and with Dalvin Cook and, and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and a defense that has, like, Harrison Smith on, the, on his last legs but still a pretty good player, Zadarius Smith and, and Danell Hunter... If they stay healthy, they're the best one of these kind of shitty NFC teams that's going to make the playoffs. So if the, if you believe they'll stay healthy, this isn't over. If you believe that for the th- like nth consecutive year that something's going to go wrong, then under's a good play. But under's tough here because there's just so the NFC is so bad. Yep, that's why I'm going over. And the reason I think there are a couple of things here. The first is that the mentality of the team kind of has has to be like gosh we need we need to win and we gosh. need to win now yeah <laughs> it's like oh this is this is how we're playing it okay we better be super competitive here there's going to be a new head coach that will bring in an offense that i think look there's no doubt about it the ram you would rather have what the rams ran on offense than what the vikings have run on offense okay the vikings have consistently consistently run the ball way too much on early downs. They've overemphasized Dalvin Cook and underemphasized a quarterback who, yeah, we can give him all the shit in the world, Kirk Cousins, for not being a top five guy, getting paid like a top five guy. But he's a top 10 guy. And guess who else was a top 10 guy? Matt Stafford. Oh. So, you know, I'm not going to go here and compare the two of them, but I do in, in a division where the best team which was the Green Bay Packers, got worse. A lot worse, actually. You, would, you can make a case. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, the best receiver, uh, Justin Jefferson, 
plays for the Minnesota Vikings. And I, look, I, I'm not going to say he's going to have a Cooper Cup like here, but in this offense with a quarterback that's accurate, there's every opportunity for for that offense to be legitimately good. You get obviously the push on nine. If it was nine and a half, I'm probably going under. Um, but I'm going over with the Minnesota Vikings. I think there's a lot. My only refrain is I think that there's a lot of people who believe that Kevin O'Connell is going to be an upgrade over what they've had in the past. Mm -hmm. And I'll just say this. I think that the the previous offensive coordinators for the Vikings, while not great, I think Stefanski was good. Kevin uh, Kubiak's dad was good. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 Gary. Um but that, that offense was specifically designed to make Kirk Cousins look good and have great stats. I think if you if you try to run an offense that's more efficient but exposes Kirk a little bit, that's where I think the leak is on that offense. And, you know, O'Connell was the play caller in Kirk's like worst professional year as a starter. So like there is there's there's always there's this assumption that they're getting better at, at head coach. And I think that there's there some, some mitigating uncertainty. factors in that season though. Sure, there were, yeah, yeah. A and, lot of and, injuries. And, the, and the Washington football team didn't want Kirk, yeah. and so it was, a, yeah, like, look, nine's probably the right number. I'll just yeah, say that. I agree. The Detroit Lions. Over. Six is the number, minus 115, over six, minus 105, under six. Let me ask you this. You're saying over, and I agree. I'm actually not. Our number is 5.99995. Okay. So, like, we're dead ass on the number, and there's a there's a variable that we plug in called tank, and we're not saying people are tanking, but like when when a team like the Falcons starts Marcus Mariota or a team like the Detroit Lions starts Jared Goff, we reduce our metric for that team a little bit going into the year because it's just like there's not a lot of upside there. So, well, I say I like Detroit's long term plans this particular year. I think six is actually, I think six is solid. Here's what I'm interested in. The Lions have the second overall pick. They have Jared Goff. How does your... So, like, if they were to draft Malik Willis at number two, and I held an under here, I'd be I'd be excited. Not because I don't like Malik Willis, mm -hmm. but, like, mm -hmm. it's going to be, you know, I think he could be a really good player. I think it's overdrafting. But you're not, you know, there's a lot of variance there. They're not a good team. Probably going to lose. But if they keep Jared Goff, they don't draft a quarterback. You look ahead to next year's draft, right? And so you talk about the tank variable and you go, okay, are they serious about Jared Goff long-term or is this trying to get a quarterback next year, right? Mm -hmm. And I, ah, I think you got to say that's probably they're trying to get a quarterback next yeah. year. So I, I guess what I'm saying is I would lean under sort of in either of those scenarios under six. I don't love it. I really like what Dan Campbell did. I mean, they, they were great against the spread. I could see them continuing to do that again this year, to be honest. Yeah, and if they get Willis, Willis is the kind of quarter I, – I only see Willis being taken at two. Like, I don't see any of these other guys being taken at two. If they, if Agreed. if Detroit doesn't take a quarter – if Detroit takes quarterback at two, it's going to be Willis. And, it, and, and I think 32 is a real spot where they could go Howell, Corral, although it sounds like the Falcons like Corral. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think – Ritter – Ritter, by the way, I think has like the highest floor of any quarterback in this draft. Mm -hmm. Willis, highest ceiling, lowest floor, in my opinion, of the top guys. So if they go Willis, it kind of reminds me, and this is a long time ago, but it kind of reminds me like when Tampa Bay took Josh Freeman. And, you know, so Josh Freeman 
when he got drafted, they started Byron Leftwich, like yeah. the corpse of Byron Leftwich for like the first five, four or five games. I remember that. Well. They go like zero and five, and I remember they beat the Packers with the creamsicle jerseys in in uh, Freeman's first start. But they ultimately won like three or four games. That kind of feels like what Detroit is, right? Goff at this point is great. Actually, Goff like it was kind of surprising. Goff had a sixty-seven percent completion, six point six yards per attempt, nineteen touchdowns, eight interceptions. Yep. Like those are fine numbers for like a quarterback playing just well enough for you not to be a complete right. mess during these rebuilding years. That's the whole problem. That's the leak with this under is that Goff could play well enough and this division's bad enough mm-hmm. where they could win three or – Yeah, I mean, they beat the Vikings last year, a team that was pretty good. They beat the Packers in a game where the Packers were, you know, uh, trying to win for half the game. Um, they beat the Cardinals who were a playoff team. They tied Steelers who were a playoff team. Like this team isn't like terrible, terrible. Um, and they yeah. got a little bit better this offseason. Yeah. So, 31st highest graded quarterback last year was Jared Goff, 60.7 PFF grade. Yeah, I'm going under. Um, next up, we have who should we go with? I kind of want to save the uh, the Bayes, the the yeah, the Packers for um, for last. And so we'll go with uh, the Chicago Bears, who are at seven and dead ass seven, too. It's my, it's my it's even on uh, minus one ten on both sides. Okay, I want to hear you. I want to hear what your thoughts are first on this. Well, look, I new, new head coach, right? Eberflus coming over from Indianapolis. Ryan from from uh, Kansas got out City. just in time. <laughs> I love this. I can't. I, I'm I'm loving this. The the Chiefs slander. Okay, so by the way, so like I relish any opportunity to be on the <laughs> other side of Eric because like. You know, we and I, we agree on most things. We agree on most things, and we're good friends. So we obviously talk about things beforehand. So anytime I get the opportunity to like really lean in on something, I try to. Um, and I don't know. It's it, you guys would enjoy the fact that like every once in a while, I got to remind Eric that I'm like leaning in a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. Okay. So. So so here's the thing. I think I made a tweet like about two weeks ago. When the Bears traded Cleo Mack, and I said, and I was like, the Bears are kind of wasting the first years of Justin Fields, aren't they? Like, in some ways, you know, the first year was kind of a mess where it was clear the coach didn't believe in the draft pick, and they mm-hmm. kind of, it was bad. And then this year, trading Mack kind of traded a lot of their uh, competitiveness, right? Mm-hmm. And I got a flood of people calling me, like, all the names in the book after eating Portillo's, I'm assuming. And, 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 oh, they're building around fields. You're an idiot. All this kind of stuff. Well, this is a team that has not built around fields. Like, they've, they've signed a couple of okay linemen, and they signed Byron Pringle, who, by the way, sucks. Okay? Like, you should so, know. Uh, yeah. And they, they have – and if, by the way, use our mock draft simulator on pff.com. If you do the mock draft simulator for the Bears, there are no offensive players that are any good by the time the Bears – pick in that area Mm -hmm. so like the the path to building around justin fields is pretty like limited right like they're basically either a not into fields and hoping he fails and then moving on to their quarterback right eberflus and and poles as quarterback or they think that fields is good enough to overcome all this shit and i i think the only thing that this team has going for them is that their division sucks is there a move that they're going to try and and make here because with what? I, yeah, I don't know. But they needs they need some 
receivers. So they lost Robinson to the Rams. Yep. Darnell Mooney had a, a thousand Darnell yard season, good. so he was fine. He's good. David Montgomery's a good running back. He's the most like frustrating good running back in the world. But Maybe let's, just they be, can... let's just be real here. Like Darnell Mooney's good, but if he's if you lead off your receiving yeah. core conversation with the likes of you know Darnell Mooney or like Cole Komet, yeah, I mean Darnell Mooney, you know, credit to him. I mean, he's like his stats double, you know, like yeah. you know, MBS or whatever. MVS is good. I, you know, and we'll, I, we'll watch. Really we'll good. MVS, you know, to his credit, in four seasons in the NFL, accumulated a, a stat line that looks like one year of Cooper Cup. You're right. Um, <laughs> and Cooper Cup has as many Super Bowl rings as the Chiefs over the last one. Uh, we'll 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 have the MVS conversation a little bit. It'll be very nuanced and 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 not Homerish on uh, my part. But we'll have the MVS conversation. No, it's it's um, um it. But what, what's funny? The the reason I actually bring up MVS and like Juju Smith-Schuster and those guys. I don't understand why the Bears aren't trying to get some of these players that can they have some promise. Well, I mean, MBS was rumored to the Bears right at the beginning and, of free agency. And but. your your point, which is really well made on the MBS thing, and the, and the reason that you were excited about him is like the stat line isn't super impressive, right? But there are things that we can look at beyond the stat line right. that can give you some hope. And you're not paying him Tyreek Hill money, right? right. So like you're not hoping that he's Tyreek Hill. I I am worried about the Bears. Their offensive coordinator is Luke Getze, who was the quarterback's coach for the Green Bay Packers um, previously and passing game coordinator in, in last season, 2021 uh, yeah. season. I'm looking – go ahead. I'm not, I'm not sure that inspires a ton of confidence. Well, so here's where it could. So – and I talk about this with Wilson too in, in Denver with, with Hackett. Yes. Okay, sorry. Can you explain to me how, like, why are you confident in the guy that's like four rungs down the line in terms of like I, I'm making not, decisions? Right. In the so, like, part of me, I just said this, like, I'm not confident in Kevin O'Connell because he got a contact high from Sean McVay. So, like, obviously, this, Same. this Getsy guy, like, certainly, like, with, because my thing with the great Getsy, with, with, Aaron Rodgers was starting to fall off in his career. Mm -hmm. And then he got Lafleur and he got Hackett and he got these people into the room. And they and they made him. You look at his time to throw. You yeah. look at the throwaways. You look at all that. I, I've and that's heard, the promise for Wilson, by the way. Yeah, I've heard it was really the the cleanse and the the ghee butter. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Okay. of course you got to get that shit out of your colon. <laughs> but anyway, so so the but like that's the promise for Wilson, by the way. Who, for as good as he is, mm -hmm. if he got into a rhythm passing game and and sort of did the stuff Rodgers did and stayed on schedule, I think that can make an offense pretty damn good. Fields, right? And I'm really looking forward to when the we, we do the text analytics stuff because that was where Fields fell off in a lot of you know because mm -hmm. we liked him a lot. Fields needs to Fields needs to be in a quick rhythm, quick processing offense where mm -hmm. that you know where his off structure stuff is a bonus and not the thing he goes to every single time something doesn't work. Right. And so, to me, the problem with that is if your receivers are Mooney and Pringle. Like they lost Jakeem Grant. They like mm. like they don't have the Komet's a good tight end, but whatever. Like you gotta be he Fields has got to hit his back foot and throw rockets. And like uh, if he does that, like I think over seven's gonna be a cinch. This Bears team, they won seven last year with with I think a horrendous head coaching job and a roster that was declining and a bunch of injuries. So they could do that in a division that's gotten worse is to the point of the Vikings and the, the Detroit Lions and the Packers. Yeah. 
but there's a huge floor here. Like to me, if you're going to bet under on the Bears here, I'm going to I'm going to throw an over out there because I like Fields. I'm going to stick to my prior there. But if you like under here, I would bet an alt under. I'd bet like under four and a half. I bet under five because this thing is going to get ugly. I don't think this Bears team is going to go seven and ten. I think it's either going to be nine and yeah. eight, and oh my gosh, look at Justin Fields, or it's going to be a freaking nightmare. And they're going back in the draft for another QB. We're spending a lot of time talking about the Bears, but here's why I'm nervous about their offense. Justin Fields is not Aaron Rodgers. Justin Fields is also not really Russell Wilson. He is, what he is, is one of the best athletes on a football field at any given time. And you need to build an offense. This is not like people sometimes think, you hear hear people say, oh, you need to take advantage of a guy's athleticism. They're like, oh yeah, it's because he sucks at throwing and he can't throw. No. It's because you need to take advantage of your, of your, uh, superpowers and that's a legit superpower now I don't know that the guy that was the passing game coordinator for Aaron Rodgers when you have Aaron Rodgers Matt LaFleur and Nathaniel Hackett all making calls well well over him is prepared to do that because you don't have receivers that should be getting open all over the place you don't have a great offensive line Justin Fields and one of the problems they had last year was they didn't have a creative offense that leveraged some of his abilities so I think I'm going under Okay. Yeah, I, I I think that's fair. Our numbers are closer to eight than seven, so this is another place. But last year, we liked Bears over seven. They got to seven, right? No, they yeah. got that was it seven and ten, or was it six and eleven? I can't remember. Anyway, so they they didn't quite uh, do what we thought last year. Um, let's go to the Green Bay. Green Bay. The Green Bay Packers. Now this one is going to be very interesting. That is eleven. Over is minus one twenty five, which doesn't. Surprised me a lot, obviously, because of their in-season success over the past few years. Under is plus 105. We make it 10.99. So we're, we would be under here. I think that's the only really way you can go, right? Yes and no, right? Because I know, I know that Devontae Adams is amazing. This this division just doesn't excite me mm-hmm. that much. They have they two also play picks. the NFC East. They have two. Yes, yes, great point. They have two picks at the back of the first round. And the AFC East. Jesus. They'll be able to make some plays with those. Um, and they played last year with guys that, you know, Jair Alexander was hurt for the entirety of the year. David Bakhtiari was hurt for the entirety Corey of the year. Corey Lindsley left altogether. So there's... There is some room for some like positive, you know, movement back in those directions. Mm-hmm. Minus one twenty five worries me a little bit, right? Um, and so, man, this is probably the hardest one that we've gotten to yet, and I think that's indicative of the fact that we have them at basically eleven wins <laughs> on the dot in our simulations. I'm going to go ahead and say the tipping point for me is. Matt LaFleur is such an edge over the other coaches in this division. Like, it might be the biggest gap by one coach over the other coaches in a division, in any division. I think it probably is. Mm -hmm. And the gap between Aaron Rodgers and the combination of the other quarterbacks in the division might also be the biggest gap. And so for that reason, I'm going to go over, even though it's very close to call. Yeah, so I'm going under here. But... I, I look, I have, I took some 
Packers to win the division at minus 160, which felt really good before Adams because mm. uh, it moved out to like minus two. It's not like minus 175. Um, you know, th- this is an interesting one for sure because, you know, what was a big part of their success defensively last year was Rasul Douglas and Devondre mm. Campbell, two guys who are, sure. you know, not great pedigree guys. Um, they bought into both of those guys for $7 million, I think, in the case of Douglas, $10 million mm. in the case of Campbell. Um is that resulting on their end? Probably, right? So, yeah. like, there's there's some there's some interesting things to the Packers, but far be it from us to doubt them after three straight 13 win seasons. 13 wins. What is kind of interesting is their point differential last year was 79. Um, the Colts had a better point differential yeah. than they did last year. We gotta um, get Nagler on to talk about it. It was it was actually the lowest. Yes, we do need to get Nags back. The only division winner with a lower point differential was Tennessee at 65, uh, plus 65. Um, Packers had that big loss of week one to the to the uh, New Orleans Saints, right? And mm-hmm. then they had a loss in week 17 or week 18 to the Detroit Lions, which was they were, I think, leading at halftime and then yeah. they t- pulled their starters. So a little bit misleading, but still, like even if you put make that like plus 100, it's still not that impressive it's, for a yeah. 13 or I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not that impressive, right? Um, especially in a division where, look, the other three teams were all negative point differential. The only other division it, that had that was the AFC North, right? So like they also played in a, in a shitty division. Um, okay, uh, before we move on to um, the next division, want to make sure that you guys are aware in case you didn't know you can bet on these and you can bet on them right now at the DraftKings Sportsbook and the DraftKings Sportsbook app by the way there's also um, something going on called basketball and you can bet on that also at DraftKings the uh, unofficial sports betting partner of the NFL and the NBA uh, you can use promo code PFF right now and when you sign up you can bet just one dollar and get 150 dollars in free bets when you do so um, if you bet on any team, any team, it's that simple. Just got to bet on one team. They got to win and then you get those free bets for a single dollar. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF and bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win with promo code PFF at an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and over minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state specific responsible gaming resources. Gambling problem? Call. 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay. Um, do, uh, do we want to give... Uh, let's go one more division at least. Um, let's do let's do the NFC West. Yeah. The best part about 12 divisions. Right? There's 12 divisions. Yes. No, no, no. There's no, eight, eight divisions. divisions. Oh. I was going to say we could split in three, but let's just, let's just do three for now. We can figure it out. We'll figure it out. There's 12, plenty of off-season 12 left. playoff. Well, there are, there are 14 playoff teams now. There you go. I, I'm so mixed up now. 17 games, 14 playoff teams. Um, but right, which one do you want to do? Um, I don't know. So it's, we have the NFC West or the AFC East. Maybe the AFC East because okay. it's kind of pertinent with the Dolphins picking up all those players. And there's still a little bit of question around. Yeah, there it is. There's still a little bit of question around the NFC West and who's going to be playing quarterback there. So. Let's do AFC East, and let's go to um, – gosh, who do we want to start with here? Do you want to start with the Bills? Yeah, the Bills are probably the easiest one, right? Like, Yeah, and so if you look at Buffalo, and I don't know why I can't find them here. Uh, uh, 11.5 over is minus 135. So the, yes. the, the market thinks that they are 
a house. This is also they're the uh, Super Bowl favorite, right? Um, Kansas City, despite all the defections, third Super Bowl odds. But the Buffalo Bills, I think, rightfully the the odds on favorite. I disagree with that. I, I just I don't think it's it, I don't think it makes sense for the Bills to be the odds on favorite when they play in such a hard conference. Yeah, the odds on favorite should be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, they, so yeah, let's let's restrict this question a little bit. If they should be the favorite in the AFC. Okay. I'll take that. And then if they get to the Super Bowl. So, again, this is where the daylight and the probabilities are in your mind. If they get to the Super Bowl, they should be favored over any, any NFC team, right? Yeah, but I don't think it's by a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, so if, it's basic- Bills, if it's Bills Bucks right now, I'm making it Bills minus two and a half. If it's three, if you're giving me Tom Brady with yeah, three, you're, you're just taking three, I'm taking t- TB12. Yeah. No, Buffalo sure. in our simulations, uh, just a, a hair over 11 and a half. So Dude, does that I, mean, our simulation's dead ass on here? But minus one thirty five is is yeah. I mean, if I I'd still bet over just because that team's a house and it's they have other than the South, they're they can run away and hide in that division. More not not relative to some of these NFC divisions, but like relative to the AFC West or the AFC North, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have the like as much as I'm I'm bullish on the Jets long term, like. I think the Jets are still a sweep for the Bills easily. I think the Dolphins, we and people people got mad at us for the Tua opinion last week. The two who is it? Two and on is what it's called two now. Two and on, baby. Two and on wants 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 our heads. Um, and then I think the Patriots are another one. Like, I mean, what if like Patriots have Bill Belichick? By the way, people are using the fact that Tua, which it's true, is three and zero against Patriots. Oh wow. That's a lovely. So week one last year, when the when, when the Dolphins size. turned it over, when the when the Dolphins were outgained by whatever yeah. I don't remember how much, but they were clearly outplayed by the Patriots at home, or in Patri- yeah. in in New England, but lose seventeen sixteen or whatever. That one counts into his ledger. Man, <laughs> I really like the two and on thing though. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. So I, over here, right, Bills? The the only the, yeah, the league. It's very hard to take under. I don't think this is one. That I'm going out and and betting though, and there are a couple reasons for that. The first is when you go in, you know, now as the favorite, they're this is the first time they're going, you know, they're going in as a favorite, and they haven't even played in a Super Bowl yet. Yeah. And there were times last season where, man, there was some struggle. There are games that just did not look good. I mean, the Jags game is one that sticks out where, you know, Allen and the entire offense just kind of struggled. And um, I do think there's going to be a little bit of this. And tell me if you agree. They need, as much as they want home field, and I think, you know, obviously every team's going to want that. There's got to be a little bit of, we need to make sure that Josh Allen isn't taking a bunch of hits. He takes a lot of hits, man. And and they run with him a lot. And I just, man, you want to win a Super Bowl, you got to give him as much of a chance in the playoffs as you possibly can. I would be more worried about him being fresh in the playoffs than I would be trying to get the number one overall seed. Here's the thing that worries me a little bit because Sean McDermott did come out today and he said they wanted to run Josh Allen less, which I, that makes sense. I mean, you remember the end of the first half in the Chiefs game where yes. Josh Allen just was like, I'm picking up yards. Yep. He drags Frank Clark out of bounds. Like the guy is just, it's just an absolute monster. And he, other than his rookie year, he's never been hurt, right? That's the leak there is mm-hmm. that like, you know, he plays a style of football and, and everybody would come at us about like, I, I remember tweeting out like, Hey, you know, Lamar, like 
Lamar Jackson's, you know, runs a lot, but there's no there's no reason to believe he's going to be hurt any more than any other quarterback. And of course, like when he got hurt, the Ravens, mm-hmm. you know, went to shit last year. And and um, I think the same thing's probably true about Buffalo. The other thing that there's two things that worry me about this Bills team, and only two. Did they go too far in on Vaughn? Right, that was a big contract to give a 32, 33 year old edge player, mm-hmm. and. The combination of losing Dable and the rumors that they're going to take Brees Hall in the first round. Oh, Brees Hall in the first round. Yeah, would be Brees Hall. By the way, minus two hundred to be the first running back chosen. The last time I checked, it could even be higher. That would be reminiscent of the Clyde edwards helaire pick. Uh, it's a luxury pick. Look, look, look. Bills. Tell me a Bills need. Oh, they don't have any. Well, running back then. Like that. That's that's how you fall into these traps, right? That's how you have to trade Tyreek Hill two years later. Like that's. That's like someone who's who like gets a raise and they look at their like, you know, their their financial situation. They go, oh, well, now I can pay all my bills. So what should I do with this extra money? And they're like, going on a trip. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but you can just like keep investing. Like you could do that. You could keep yeah. buying more. The, you know, the bills have not. The bills have ne- The bills have not made stupid decisions at the running back position ever. Like yeah. they, they draft, I, I'll believe it when I see, I'll believe, it. I'll believe that they're going to do it when I see it. But teams have made, teams have made fools of us before when we're like, Hey, this team's really freaking smart. And then the Ravens draft Patrick queen and, and, uh, I was almost said Ray rice. Cause he wore the same number, but smart, uh, smart people do stupid, off, stupid stuff all round. the time. Yeah. You know, well, or, or they can reason their way into like, if you're the bills and you're thinking like, Oh, like, do we really like, there's some galaxy brain shit. Like, do we really want to draft that many good players? Because we're going to have to pay them all in four years. That, you know, like that's all special. That, like, you know, that's really special. I mean, look, it's easy to, it's very easy to be a critic. So, you know, it's it, but so we like bills over jets yes. five over is minus minus one thirty. under is plus plus one ten. I am There's just nowhere to go here, but over, right? Uh, no, there is actually, it's called under. <laughs> Did you see Braxton Berrios and, and yeah. Zach Wilson's? Instagram, very cute. You know what I? You know what I? I mean, I really like Braxton Berrios. I think Braxton Berrios had maybe the best season above replacement of any human on Earth last year. Really well done. Six point two wins. Really well done by him. Let me. Let me. uh, I have to appeal to your. I have to appeal to your sensibilities. Let me say something here. What would you put the probability right now in your mind? Of Zach Wilson being a complete disaster. 33%. Yeah. I think it's at least 33%. Yeah. Because last year, you know, you can look at, say, Josh Allen as an example here. Josh Allen in his first couple of seasons was wildly inaccurate. And he was able to overcome that and fix that. He had some very special abilities running the football. And like his arm is built different. Zach Wilson's arm isn't built different. He's not Josh Allen. And the plays that he was making last year were a disaster from a like decision-making standpoint. It wasn't, it wasn't accuracy related. Well, that that's the biggest worry because so it's like, not Josh, it, it's not comparable to Josh Allen. Josh yes. Allen could not throw the ball into the ocean at Wyoming or Buffalo before his, in his last year at Wyoming. And, yeah. and and so like here's where here's where I will be a little bit positive. Okay. When I look at the Jets offense. CJ Uzama is an NFL tight end. Corey Davis is an NFL wide receiver. Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims are NFL wide receivers. 
And on the offensive line, you have Becton, who performed well as a rookie coming off an injury. Elijah Vera Tucker had a decent season last year. McGovern's a good center. Lakin Tomlinson, former Niners, a good guard. And and uh, and uh, not Noah Fant, but uh, George Fant, all these years later, has become an average NFL tackle. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't have this preposterous statement tournament one seed here, but they don't have a a weakness on offense that's glaring except for Zach Wilson. So like that, that is the situation to put a guy like Zach Wilson in. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have two first round draft picks and they're both in the top 10. So like when I was going through and we're going to do this Wednesday, I hope if there's another NFL like news thing that, yeah. that gets in our way. But when I was looking at the jets, like, and you look at their secondary, you know, they got DJ Reed, they have uh, Hall, they have Joyner and Whitehead, who they came over from Tampa Bay. The defensive line is Franklin Myers, who they just re-signed to a big deal. Carl Lawson, who was injured last year, but is a pretty good defensive end. Like, there aren't that many holes on the Jets. There's just not that many elite players, right? right. Like, that's the hard part. There and- are almost, you could say, zero elite players on the Jets. Well, but, but, the, the, but like, part of getting above – so – and this is this is part of my worldview on the on the Bengals and why they should have taken Jamar Chase last year was it's actually not that hard to go from wherever the Jets were four wins to seven wins eight wins it's really freaking hard and mm-hmm. and I think Cleveland has figured this out right it's trivial to go from no wins to seven wins it's it's going from eight seven wins to eleven wins that's, in a Super Bowl that's really that that's where it's really hard I think the Jets have the have it figured out of going getting to seven wins. The, the leaks here are the conference is really hard and Zach Wilson. But Zach Wilson, like, let's give LaFleur's brother a chance. Let's give Salah a chance. Okay. I, to me, that's where I am on this team. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. I'm, not, yeah. I'm saying they're going to win more than, you know, they're going to win more than five free games. Also, uh, the two top ten picks are interesting because they are in a position to grab I know people will get mad at this, but I don't even hate taking two receivers. Yeah. There's no one on this roster to this point. There's no one on this roster who is so good that the Jets can't pick a guy to take his place either. That's another right. part. Right. It's like if they get if they get the Justin Jefferson of this draft, right? If they get the Jamar Chase of this draft, that takes them to seven wins, and I'm with you there. So so I'll ride with you on this painful it's, journey. It's, it's a journey. It's it is absolutely like there's a chance that this is just a complete debacle and, you know, everyone is crying at the end of it. We'll save the Patriots for last. The Miami Dolphins are at eight and a half. The over now is minus 125. The under is plus 105. Where do you sit now that they've gotten, they've invested so much into it? We obviously talked about that on Wednesday. Eight and a half, eight and a half to me is really saying, hey, we don't have a ton of faith in Tua. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I mean, they were their win total was nine going into last year. So you're telling me they acquired? Think about this: they acquired Tyree Kill, Teron Armstead. I think they what was the other offensive lineman they picked up? Can remember his name? Teron Armstead, Tyree Kill. Um, defensively, they got they kept Emmanuel Ogba, they kept Christian Wilkins, uh, Byron Jones, Xavier Howard are still there. Uh, Javon Holland. They didn't even Javon Holland was brilliant last year. They didn't know this at this time. Yep. All these things were known. And and they, and they picked up an offensive scheme, by the way, that got more out of every air yard thrown right. than any other offense on right. planet Earth. Do you, are you concerned at all? So let me let me bring this thing back. So I made I made um, 
a tweet. I don't know if you know this, but like Tua and Patrick Mahomes had the same A dot last year. Wow. So like that's the two, what the two high looks can do to you, and what the two high looks can do to uh, guys like Hill. It was like thirtieth or thirty fourth hmm. or something like that. Tyreek Hill last year, 2.3 yards, average up the target shorter, but also 1.3, 1.4, 1.5 yards after the catch less. Mm. He had the heel injury, things like that. Like, you have Waddle, you have Gesicki, you have Hill, you have Mostert, you have some Edmonds, you have some real players on that team. Like, do they pull, because he's not, he was Greer's draft pick, but he was not, Mike McDaniel's draft mm-hmm. pick. And I think Greer's going to be on his best behavior because anytime there's the, hey, we fired the coach, we kept you yeah. around, there's going to be some deference to the new yeah. coach. If Tua struggles, and I mean like struggle struggles, like throw some interceptions in the early yeah. part of the season, and they turn to Bridgewater. I'm so glad you brought this up. Is like, does, because I, I like Teddy, but like, I don't think Teddy can compete in the AFC. He's not good enough quarterback to compete in the AFC. Like what happens to this team? Like, does does the does so the question I have is: Do the Dolphins have a fat left tail? Are they a two win team? Are they a three win team? If Tua plays like complete horseshit, and do they even have a ceiling? What's the ceiling for this team? Uh, so here's the thing: I believe that it's not the the floor is actually relatively high here, yeah. and the floor is relatively high because you could put me out there with that offense and. You know, the, there would be a floor there above zero wins. The um, the the Teddy thing is interesting because I think if you like, if you had Teddy going, you know, how would your view change if Teddy was the starter for the whole season? Like eight and a half to me, you you almost have to go over because if not, like you're assuming that they're just not making a change if these guys stink, and I don't think that's going to happen. We make it eight point one. What is this line with? What should this number be if they had Jimmy G? Nine. The problem with Jimmy G is like Jimmy G is clearly better than Tua. Maybe nine and a half. But like, but here's the thing: people love like people love the Niners last year. People will love the Niners this year. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um. Yeah, I. So are you going over or under? I'm I'm going under. I just well for one you're getting a better price. You're getting mm. basically even money. Yeah. Um, I also don't know if so. Here's my take on Tua. I think Tua's like Tua's only going to be playing bad in the eyes of PFF. Mm. So like we talk about Tua's, you know, ten, you know, ten big time throws, twenty two turnover worthy plays. Yeah. But, and and this is how like sort of how in the weeds we are. By the way, the the worst turnover worthy play rate of any consistent starter in the NFL last year at four point eight percent. Yeah, but if you look at like traditional statistics, he's seven and five as a starter, sixty eight percent completion, sixteen touchdowns, ten interceptions, six point eight yards per pass attempt, ninety quarterback rating, and the QBR QBRs drifted a little bit. So like you know forty nine point seven, which basically says you're a coin flip. To yeah. win a game that he starts. Like, most people are going to be like, eh, that's okay. You know, like, whereas we're going to look yeah. at it and be like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Well, you know what's funny? So, is, like, it, yeah. So, if he stays in the, so if he starts all 17, it's going to be milk toast as hell. And they're going to be, that last game is going to be, welcome back. It's the eight and eight Miami Dolphins on the, on the road to oh, face the Patriots. Like, this one's coming down to the end. Here's something very funny Tua, 
10 big-time throws, 22 turnover-worthy plays. Jimmy G, 10 big-time throws, 23 turnover-worthy <laughs> plays. Um, the similarity there, I think the similarities are abundant, right? The similarities yeah. are absolutely abundant. The thing that, I, that Jimmy continually proved is that he, everyone loved that guy. And he made, you know, he, to your point that you've made many, many times, which is really, really good. That dude threw what was called. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out if Tua can do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's close it out with the New England football Patriots. The New England Patriots made this big splash last offseason, right? They went out and signed a bunch of people. They then went and drafted um, Mac Jones. Jones. And it was a really weird season, right? Got off to a slow start. Then all of a sudden they were like Super Bowl contenders. And then it went and completely you know, tanked and, they're, and they're, Mac Jones did not uh, look good. Their standing in Football Outsiders model shows how wrong you can be if you don't do dynamic updating because, like, week 12, I think they had him at, like, 33% to win the Super Bowl, which is, which is you yeah. know, tricky. Not fantastic. Eight and a half is the number. Over, minus 125. Under, plus Another team whose win total has gone down since last year despite – what were they, nine and eight or ten and seven? And mm-hmm. they made the playoffs, got absolutely drilled by – the Bills in the playoffs. Patriots last year. So I was talking about J.C. Jackson a little bit with the whole like you know help being helped out by Gilmore, and then the one mm-hmm. year he's the number one corner. Uh, you know it was kind of aided by the fact you got two Jets games, you mm-hmm. got two Dolphins games, you got two all these other games, and it was pretty simple. You got a Wentz game in there, all this kind of stuff for their defense. I. I so we make the number 8.3. I think you'd have to go under at plus 105. Um, I, I, this is one where Mac Jones has to improve for them to stay the same as a team, right? Mm-hmm. Th- that's the thing. Mac Jones does have to improve. And I think there's a little bit of an assumption with that minus 125 that he just is going to improve. I don't think – I say I don't think. You cannot underestimate – the impact of losing Josh McDaniels, especially for a guy like Mac Jones. Bill Belichick is the head coach, the GM, and the defensive you know, mastermind. So there is going to be a little bit of a lack of stability there. However, I'm going to say this. You have the Dolphins at minus you know, 125, 135, whatever it is, to go over 8.5. You have the Patriots minus 125 to go over 8.5. It... I feel like I would feel like an idiot if I had to bet over on one of those, and I bet over on the Dolphins instead of the Patriots. Well, th- this is one, and we're not going to see these yet, but they'll they'll come out. Um, I'll eat, like right now. You basically get the same exact number for the two. Mm. I would, I would take the Patriots more wins than the Dolphins. Yep. Basically, at a pick same, em, same here. You know, minus one ten both sides. Like, there's so much unknown with the Dolphins, and yeah, in an ideal world, those pieces all fitting together, Tua playing well, like that. Yeah, sure. But there's a lot of there's a there's more stability now. There are some questions with stability that I just brought up for the Patriots, and I think that I think both these teams, I think the right bet is is under. Mm-hmm. Um, although not, those are not ones that I'm particularly excited about. Yeah. So like a, a perfect scenario for our simulation in the AFC East would be the Bills to win like 12 games, Jets to win seven games, and these two teams mm-hmm. to win eight. Mm-hmm. Like that. You know, I also think I also think that if if you look at, you know, the other teams in the AFC all doing amazingly, right, it might come at the expense of this division. 
and we and kind of what we saw a little bit with the Jets and like some of the really bad teams were really bad last year. Um, so yeah, so so to recap, this is where yeah, Bills over Jets over Dolphins under Patriots under. We've agreed on all four of these, but in other divisions, we disagreed on Colts. You like over, I like under. We disagreed on Packers. I like under, you like over, right? Mm-hmm. You We disagreed on Vikings. I like under, you like over. And that we disagreed on Bears. I like over, you like under. Detroit, we're both bullish. No, what did you say on Detroit? Uh, I think we agreed there. Okay. Yeah, I like, I think it's, actually, no, I think it went under. Yeah, right? so I, I kind of like over. Yeah, you like over. And I went under, and the reason for that was, remember, I think that either way, like they go quarterback this year, or if not, then they're trying to get quarterback next year. Um, if you are, gosh, I didn't have a great, I didn't have a great lead. No, no, in this, no, no, no this transition week. here. I didn't have a great transition. I had a great transition last week, but you'll have to take my word for it. Manscaped, they've launched their ultra premium collection, and it's a good one. I've uh, been a staunch believer in the Lawnmower 4.0. Nice. And um, what's chafing if not both your legs disagreeing with each other? Exactly. There you go. I love it. Um, use promo code PFF and uh, get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code uh, PFF, as I just mentioned. Um, in addition to the Lawnmower 4.0, you can lather up two in one shampoo and conditioner. Um, make sure that you're smelling good. Also, dry off and then moisturize with hydrating body moisturizer. If you don't moisturize, you're, you could be in bad shape. And then use Manscaped deodorant, which they have deodorant for all areas, and it works really, really well. Plus, Manscaped lip balm, I could use a little bit right now. Um, it's kind of cold and windy out in Cincinnati. Get your lips chapped, not a good sign. So get 20% off plus free shipping with promo code PFF at manscaped.com. That is promo code PFF, manscaped.com. All right. Um, I want I have a I have a recommendation. I'm just gonna follow up on the on F1 and my F1 talk love, for this love, week. Love. Um so uh, I was a little behind. I had to watch qualifying this morning, um, and try and get grinding my, the tape. Try and get my mind right. Yeah, don't you don't want to be an idiot and just like not watch qualifying and mm-hmm. then bet something and mm-hmm. feel like a complete moron because like cars can like look really bad or have some sort of issue or whatever. So last week I bet um, Leclerc, uh, um, who was in uh, pole position, but was actually not the favorite. Verstappen was the favorite. Um, people just thought you know he had a little more. He was the defending champion he's kind of figured it out a little bit more the red bull car looked really really good um and uh leclerc pulled it out he's like plus 185 this week though verstappen was sitting in fourth uh at the pole uh so starting the race in fourth and when you start the race in fourth that means there were three cars faster than you you know in qualifying both ferraris and then also um his teammate sergio perez but um, so I had to bet for stopping. It just felt like too good of a deal. I mm-hmm. uh, got him close to three to one, plus two seventy five. He was able to eke one out, just barely. Uh, but it's going to be an absolute battle with him and Ferrari. So somehow I've gone two for two. Um, there's somehow you managed. Some somehow. <laughs> uh, I also placed two bets on two players or two drivers to go top six: Hamilton and um, Magnussen for like ha- half a unit. I bet a couple of units on uh, for stopping. Those two did not hit. Although the process was sound they got a little screwed by when um crashes happened okay it didn't allow them to change tires during that that point in time and so they got a little it was just unlucky um but i think both of them especially the hamilton pick was a sound one and i'll continue i'll continue to move strongly 
uh, into next week's race. Love. I, I, I did not look, I, I don't even, I was like, you got to give me some of these so I can bet them. Yeah. I'm going to um, tell you, I'll tell you next week. But, but you were like, look at my Twitter. And I was like, I don't understand any of these things, you know, like I, um, I'll be, I'll, I'll walk you through it. Okay. Walk Perfect. you through it. Well, good. Um, okay. I've, uh, I watched, I've been mostly reading, but I've also kind of like been watching a couple movies. This one, uh, it's a movie on Amazon. It's like brand new. It's called, I want you back. It has Charlie day of horrible bosses and always sunny in Philadelphia fame. He's really good. Jenny slate is also very good. Pete Davidson makes a random appearance, which is really funny. Um, very funny movie. I, I think you can watch it with uh, a spouse or something or a girlfriend, boyfriend, if you want to. It's also it, it, so, you know, that that was a movie that I watched. I, I tried out a few ones uh, yesterday while I was just like coding away. And like this one was the only one that I stuck through the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, OK, I like it. Um, I have been given so many recommendations on things to watch and there's just. Yeah, I haven't a, started the F1 one yet. You need to watch it. I haven't watched the the latest season. Are you gonna watch the Oscars tonight? I'm not. I'm just gonna. I'm, not an Oscars. I'm gonna guy, collect huh? from the Antiguans and maybe get a margarita or something. Okay. Let so. me uh, let me ask you how many of these you've seen. Okay. We did this last year, I think, and this is these are the uh, Academy Awards Best Picture <laughs> oh, nominations. No. All right. The favorite at minus one fifty is Coda. C O D A. Okay. Have you seen that? No. I have no idea what that's about. But it's a favorite, minus 150. Uh, second favorite, plus 110, The Power of the Dog. Okay. You seen that one? Uh, this is actually a story about the Detroit Lions. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> of course not. They're a cat anyway. Uh, but they were an underdog oh, all last true, season. True, 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 true. Uh, then, so those are clearly the two favorites. 14 to 1 is a movie called Belfast. You seen that? No. Okay. I'm just so bad. Like I'm 35 to one is 35 to one is West Side Story. Okay. 40 to one King Richard. 50 to one Dune. 65 to one is Don't Look Up. That's the Leo. Oh, yeah. that's I, the, I, I recommended that. Yep. I've seen half of that. Um, Licorice so Pizza could... is 80 to one. Uh, Drive My Car is 80 to one. And Nightmare Alley. You know, I have almost one. no like desire to see any of those movies. I I couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think I saw some uh, ads for Licorice Pizza. That movie did not look very good. So there's your Academy Awards. Um, it should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, you're betting basketball instead. That was our podcast. We appreciate you all. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. Peace out. <laughs>